You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey kids, and welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and today I have a very special guest. I am going to let him introduce himself. We are going to talk about beefy redemption. So hang on just a moment. What seems like a second for you will be about a minute or so for me, and we will be back with our guest. I'm here with Nathan Olabach, and today we are here to talk about, well, like I said earlier, a little bit of uh, beefy redemption. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So in uh, in recent months, I noticed a strange follow on my Dana White UFC Twitter account where I meet all the interesting people um, from Stakem. And I was skeptical that it was really Stakem because there wasn't <laughs> a check mark attached to the Twitter account. That's the problem, man. You got to have that blue check to be uh, sure you're anybody these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I Listen, this is how I knew you were cool, because I said, I believe I said, thanks for following. Please stop following Kev- Kelvin Gastelum around, which you replied, thanks for following back egg. So I'm like, well, this uh, this can't be right. This is Stakem. He immediately got back to me, so he knows who Kelvin Gastelum is. So that means he knows about MMA. And then... <laughs> And then you said you would never follow Kelvin after what he did to Michael Bisming. So it, it tipped me off right there. You're you're a cool dude. Yeah, just, I think, I'm pretty sure that was pretty close to that fight. Like, didn't that fight just happen <laughs> it, like a week before? Or so, yeah, it was so, like so. it was like literally it was like days after. So <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. So how did you become responsible for the Stakem account, and what did you do differently? Okay, so I mean, I work for an advertising agency, and it's called Alba Communications. So we've had the Stakem account, which is owned by a parent company called QuakerMade, for the past two years. And you know, in that time, they've run different campaigns, and you know, we've done a bunch of work with them, rebranding commercials, the whole deal. But we had never really had much of a social presence, you know, online. So. Uh, what actually happened was pretty funny. So over this past summer, 2017, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. You know, I've been listening to you know a bunch of comedian MMA type podcasts for a few years. Right. And it was their 1,000th episode with Joey Diaz and Tom Segura. So Joey Diaz starts telling this absurd story <laughs> about Stakem, and they're cracking up, and it was just a really funny moment. So when I heard that right away, like my you know brain just shot up and was like oh i gotta tell my boss this because i you know i just you know the reach of podcasts like that right so uh i go and tell my boss and i'm like like there's some there's some opportunity here like there might be some chatter on online about this story that joey diaz told like maybe we can start poking at him on twitter or something so he gives me the reins he's like yeah like that we've you know been talking about getting more active on twitter soon like let's just jump on it so I uh, I got access to the Twitter account. Just started, you know, going after some low tier, mid tier celebrities and some comedians and fighters and just people that I knew that might, you know, think it was funny or want to engage with a brand like Stakem. Right. So I started doing that, and uh, 
after the first month or so, it just started to slowly pick up and, you know, people started to kind of gather around the community of memes and just odd humor that we were projecting on it. So it just took off from there. <laughs> and then, so, so then it started taking off and then I see the verify Stakem hashtag like with, with all your tweets. I saw Jeff, uh, Jeff Dwoskin wrote an article about that. Uh, for HuffPo, I, Jeff's, Jeff's a good guy and I actually know him. And then, um, just describe to me the quest, how this began, the quest to verify Stakem. It's a crazy story, man. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff's an awesome guy. Like he really, from the launch of this whole thing, like helped project this onto the scene of Twitter. Yeah. We, uh, so it started out, there's this group on Twitter and they're called Twinja. It's just (laughs) T-W-I-N-J-A. Wow. it's like a subgroup with with a couple hundred people on it. And they're all, you know, like they come from all over the place. Like it's just this really small group of really sweet people that are really funny and just active on Twitter. So I, I stumbled into this community via this one guy on Twitter named Piney McNuckle. What? Just like a random avatar on Twitter. Like, I don't know like who this guy is in real life or anything, but he's hilarious. And he, he reached out to the account because of something I posted and, he uh, actually suggested, you know, why don't we get ver- stake and verified on Twitter? So I was like, that's a great idea, man. Like, let's let's run with it. So yeah. we started just, you know, just poking fun, like making some hashtags. Like uh, we, had, we had some like beef spiracy where it was like <laughs> Twitter had like a conspiracy take them to like keep us unverified. And we, we just started just using a bunch of fun terms and just weirdness and spreading it around. So this group uh twinja basically helped us aggregate you know what was going on like our message to their friends then mm-hmm. and that just ended up spreading like throughout the whole weird twitter community and then the hashtag verify stakem thing just took on a life of its own so it really was like from the beginning it was never you know like this big campaign this big ad campaign that we were putting dollars behind and trying to sell a bunch of people on like it really was this organic fun thing that just kind of happened on its own through Twitter. Now, did you actually go through Twitter and fill out the verification request form and all that? Yeah. So we, uh, so I guess it would have been, I think in March. Right. So my account manager directly works with Stakem. He's, he first noticed this earlier in 2017 and was like, let's figure out a way to get this, you know, this page verifier. Like, it's kind of ridiculous that, a company that's been around since 1975 on a national scale doesn't have that type of recognition. Right. So he filled form, I think it was two times, either two months in a row, or I think it was March to uh, May, or there's there a couple months in there he tried it out because you right. can only do it once a month. Right. But he did it a few times. And then when I got a hold of the handle in August, uh, that was the first thing I did is I filled out one of these forms and did it again in September, again in October, and then the whole, uh, like, white supremacist thing happened with right. Twitter where they were verifying Richard Spencer and all that. So then they shut the program down. So, uh, yeah, we had done it about five times in 2017. We went over everything, made sure we you know met all the requirements and they literally didn't even email us back. Like we didn't get a case ID number. We had no way of contacting a Twitter rep. So we were pretty much just left in the dark. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I trust me. I, it took me forever to get verified. It, it's it's the black hole. You don't yeah, even know exactly. you don't even know if somebody's looking at these applications or not. And uh, you know, you could have all the credentials in the world. It just seems so random. But 
Dude, yeah, go ahead. Totally rad. Yeah. We were cracking up because the uh, I think it was the it was the first week of the new year. I'm pretty sure it was like January sixth or so. Yeah. One of our followers tagged us with this new account, and it's literally a goat, and the goat is named Juicy, and I guess it's something. It's 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 some like weird ad campaign that Juicy Fruit came out with, where it's like they created this pet goat for online marketing, and this goat had 100 followers, I think. And like less than ten tweets, and it was verified. And we wow. were like, "Oh, this is just absurd!" <laughs> like, what? That is absurd. So then, okay, so you're filling. Out, this is like my story. Like, you fill it out every month. You wait thirty days. You fill it out every month. You try to tweak it. You ask other people how they got verified. I think shit. I think yep. I think even Moon Pie was making fun of you. Yeah. Well, the, the people at Moon, they're they're hilarious. They are man. funny. That, that's another account I like a lot. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty much Twitter's sweetheart at this point. Like everybody seems to love that account. Like, yeah, early on, uh, I kind of targeted them because in August, you know, when they actually went viral for that whole eclipse tweet they did, you know, I, I saw that immediate success, and part of me was jealous, but then part of me was also like I'm a pretty competitive person, right. so I was looking at what they were doing, and I was thinking I could do that, or like we can we can come up with better content than that. So like at first I had this sort of, you know, almost childlike mindset of, you know, this is the, the big kid on the playground and I wanted to get the Stakem account to be on the same level as that. Yeah. So we started poking fun on him a bit and having fun back and forth. You know, we got in some like minor Twitter wars with him <laughs> and eventually the, whoever it was that ran the account at the time, uh, he actually reached out to me in a message and was trying to help us get verified. Oh, wow. So there was a point where. They, um, cause you know, like they have a rep obviously and everything cause they're a verified account. So they actually wanted to get us help with through their Twitter rep, but because we didn't have a case ID number, we couldn't even do anything about it. Right. So, so yeah, we, we gave up on that one, but yeah, Moonpie, they're, they're a fun account, man. I, I, I got nothing bad to say. No, I don't either. <laughs> and then, so, okay. So they, I didn't know they shut down the, uh, verification process where you can apply. Is, is it still shut down? Uh, technically it is. I've, I've talked to a couple people oh, that are, wow. I guess, in close affiliation with Twitter. And it, it just sounds like what, what's going on on the inside at this point is that they've shut down the department to verify just people. And wow. now like there's still people on the inside that are verifying businesses essentially. So it's still, people are still getting verified and there's still companies that are contacting Twitter to get verified. But I think they've stopped just handing out the blue checks to like public figures, essentially. Wow, I just made it sweet, dude. Yeah, I was gonna say when I saw your blue check, I was like, "Are you kidding me? Who's <laughs> this guy? Like, who's this guy thinking blue check?" <laughs> I know. Uh, I have a Twitter handle with the with the number one at the end of it because some other some other guy has my handle. He's not That's, That's all you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then how how did it finally happen then? So what happened was is that. It, it happened on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So it was early that Monday morning, you know, when a lot of people have off anyway. So right. I came into work that morning, just like any other day, not expecting anything. Um, I was just kind of like meandering around the office and picked up my phone, went onto the Twitter and saw the blue check. And I did like a double take. What <laughs> is this? How did this happen? So, you know, it was, it was out of nowhere. It was totally unprovoked. We weren't ready for it at all. Uh, we got it that day. So it was about a little over a week ago now. And a couple of days later, we found out through this one contact that's been following the account. Her name is Dana, uh, that she had submitted 
our request through to her Twitter rep. And I guess her Twitter rep specializes either it was either in food and beverage or just um, like companies in general. Yeah, I think it was food companies actually. So it, she must have submitted it the week before, or a few days before, and it just just so happened to go through because we had we actually had had a couple Twitter friends with Twitter reps that I know had submitted the same request to kind of expedite it, you know, like right. on the inside, and nothing had happened previously. So yeah, it was pretty much just out of nowhere, like we weren't expecting it or anything. <laughs> wow. So, so it was really, it was nothing you did. So you had a little help. That's awesome though. I mean, there's a lot of people pulling for it and the engagement that you had with your followers. I mean, that's key. That's awesome. I mean, because people are eating that up. People want to, and you know, that's why they're on Twitter a lot of, they want people to engage with them. Like, especially, you know, people they perceive as being famous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that. And I think there's just a lot of, what I've found at least from engaging with people the past few months is there's a big sense of community on Twitter that I think from the outside looking in, like the sort of stereotypical perception of Twitter is that it's this, you know, this hellhole of political banter and trolls. And it's just like a really negative place to be. And I think when you really get on the inside of it and you start to interact with these people and these, these smaller communities, you realize, how there's there's such a diversity of thought on, on one hand so you get you know i understand you get these sort of tribal mentalities where you have like your political affiliations you have your sports team affiliations you got just all these different subgroups but at the same time you know a lot of them are just looking for people to talk to you know like right. they hang out all day on twitter you know most people that are on it are pretty active around the clock so you know it's it was really neat to be able to you know find this weird unity almost between all these groups of people like this verify stakeum campaign you know it's such an odd almost nonsensical thing like it's it's so small like when you look at i guess the scale of what's happening in the world like it's not this important social issue it's just this fun getaway i think that most people could just cling on to relate to and have fun with to kind of get away from a lot of like the toxicity and the polarization of twitter so that was the coolest part to me was just really finding these different groups of people. And I'm still doing that now, you know, just staying involved with uh, the relationships we've made. And just, it's really, really interesting to see all these different walks of life coming together and, and just goofing off around uh, frozen beef sheets. Frozen beef sheets, you know, and let, <laughs> and shout out to Steakham because, you know, I'm really weird about what I eat and I looked them up online. It's really, there's nothing in it except for beef. So, I mean, kudos to them for that. It's, I mean, it's 100% pure beef. No matter what you think of it, look up the ingredients, guys. It's 100% beef. Yeah, man. Yeah, we get a lot of flack. You know, it's one of those things, like, it's so easy to troll a company like this. Because yeah. they're like, oh, well, basically, you're not flaming yawn. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude. Yeah, like, not all of us can eat flaming yawn for every <laughs> meal of the day. Like, there's different different levels of meat out there. And, you know, this is... We, we call ourselves the people's beef. You know, yeah. it's, it's affordable. It's good. You can use it with anything. Like it's, it's a fun product to get behind to really uh, spread to people. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, well, I mean, it's fun to be a troll because you guys interact with them. So, I mean, why not? But I mean, you guys do a real good job of shutting them down pretty quick. And, you know, Twitter is weird. It, you see what you kind of want to see. So if you're going to focus on that negative stuff, you're going to see it all over the place, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it really, is, it really is the case of that. Like we, 
like a couple months ago, when we really started picking up steam with this whole thing. I started using this phrase, just it was just stake them blessed. It was like a <laughs> sign off that. that I put on the end of my post. And I, the, the idea of it, it was, you know, it was obviously it's all just funny nonsense, but the idea behind it was just whenever trolls or super negative people were coming after them, you know, I would sort of try to turn it around and yeah. like take the high road when they were taking the low road and really, you know, push that idea on them. Like, I'm not going to go deep down this troll hole with you because you're trying to get attention yeah. or feel good from getting, you know, a brand on Twitter pissed off. You know, I really want to wish people well and uh, <laughs> have a good time and keep it light, you know? No, I mean, you know, I used to get really upset when, uh, when that would happen to me or someone would troll me or they'd say something about one of my tweets. And then, you know, I'd, I'd be getting this negative battle with them. Then finally, I just kind of had an epiphany. I'm like, what the hell? They have six followers. Nobody's going to even hear them unless I engage with them. Exactly. You feed into it. I mean, yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. It's like the more you feel the fire of negative people like that, like you create that environment for yourself then. And like the worst thing for trolls is just to be ignored. You know, like they want, they're, they're really just trying as hard as they can to get your attention and be as ridiculous and hateful and spiteful as they can be in hopes that you're going to lash out because then they can use that to just keep it going. So, I mean, it really, it really is one of those self-fulfilling prophecies online where it's so easy just to give into your ego because when someone attacks you, I mean, even through me, you know, it's, I'm just, I'm the social media manager for the yeah. account. But it's weird because when you're interacting with people every day, even if they're just attacking Stakem, like the <laughs> brand Stakem, yeah. I, part of me still takes that personally. No, I don't blame you. Know, because it's like, I'm working on that every day. And, you know, it's so when people are doing that, like it really is so easy to fall into the mental, like the victim mentality and just retaliate where that just only leads to bad roads usually. <laughs> no, like the real Dana White, the real Dana White's hysterical because people come at him on, on Twitter oh, and he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll, yeah, he'll say stuff like you worry about your six followers and I'll worry about the UFC, you know? And, uh, and that's kind oh, of the yeah. way it be. it's yes. funny. Yeah, it's true, man. Like he's got he's got that thick skin, you know. And yeah. I think I think just with his position and what he does, like he's constantly just dealing with nonsense from people, and it's tough, you know, because like a lot of people have fair like critiques of him, and it's tough when you're in a position of power like that to really even be able to hear any critique at all because you're so used to just the mass influx of trolls just <laughs> saying nonsense to you all day, so. Kudos to him for having that thick skin because if I had, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on a weekly basis, you know, attacking me, I don't know how I'd handle it. <laughs> now, you had a plan. You had a you had a, a, a strategy or whatever, and you shared it with Moon Pie. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you said, what, what, what is it you said you, what would happen after you got verified? <laughs> that was just a big inside joke. You, yeah. Moon Pie was actually, I think, I don't know them personally, but they were actually pretty flustered that... I screenshotted that DM because <laughs> I think they were worried. Like, you know what I mean? It's it was like you're breaking code, like yeah. with with someone. Like, we didn't have an agreement, but I just screenshotted that and posted it right so, after they DM'd us because I thought it was funny. What was the DM? But uh, it was it, literally all all they asked was what What are you gonna do when you get verified? And my answer was just, uh, "We'll probably just write we did it in quotations." <laughs> then. Never again and part of me was dead serious like part of me thought that would be hilarious if we just never used twitter again like the ultimate after. mic drop 
yeah, it could have been a pretty sweet, you know, sayonara to the account. But at the same time, like, I didn't want to leave people in the dust. Like, the, the community that we've built the past few months has really had our back through and through. And it just it didn't feel right to just leave them hanging like that, even though it would have been really funny. <laughs> now, let's talk about what you did do. You actually did put that on your account. I saw that. We did it. And then it, did, it, it goes on from there. Now, apparently, there is an intern. Yeah, so, we, <laughs> so yeah, we got this new intern. His, uh, his name, real name's Bob, but everybody at the office is calling him Steve. So, <laughs> What's that Twitter? Yeah, the, uh, the Steve, the whole Steve bit started. The you know the Twitter started to pick up back in October, and what would happen was is that since I was trying to get involved with new communities online, I would start to follow maybe twenty or thirty people in any general subgroup. So mm-hmm. like, I'd go into Phillies fans, you know, or um, maybe like a like a like a mommy blog group or whatever, like just some subgroup that I thought was relevant to the brand in some way. So I'd start following a bunch of people, and then I'd wait maybe a week or two, and then I'd go back and I'd unfollow some of the people that didn't follow back because, like, it got to the point where we were following just a few thousand people that I didn't know. So, like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking this is this innocent thing, like not really thinking much about it. Like, oh, I'll just unfollow some of these people that hadn't followed back. But then people were getting super pissed about it. So, <laughs> so people were like, oh, Stakem unfollowed me. Like, this is an outrage. So yeah. what I started to do, this is a joke, was to blame uh, our intern, Steve, even though Steve wasn't a real person at the time. So <laughs> it was this huge inside joke and gag that we were sharing with just our close community of friends on Twitter. And before I knew it, like, everyone was talking about this guy, Steve. It was, this, you know, he's the, the idiot of the, the workplace. And everyone was making fun of him. He was... He was the target anytime something went wrong. Oh, so, so that went on for a couple months. And uh, so around right around the time we got verified and the Twitter started to really blow up, you know, right. even more so than before, I talked to my boss and I told him, yeah, I really actually do need an intern now. So we started interviewing some people and we, we found this guy. He's, he's a really funny guy. His name's Bob. And the first question we asked when we sat him down was, are you cool with us calling you Steve? And, <laughs> and, and, Twitter account, so he he kind of he got the whole bit, and he was like, "Oh man, like I'm all about this." So, so we set him up like an account together, and uh, so this has been his first week. This past Monday, he just started doing it, and he's he's killing it, man. I mean, he's such a funny guy. So that really. is his account, then. He is a funny guy. That's hilarious. What what's that Twitter handle? It's uh, it's at the idiot intern. All <laughs> one, all no spaces or underscores. <laughs> How did he get that? That's awesome. I know. I was, I was looking through trying to, you know, because I tried, because uh, his full, you know, title is Idiot College Intern Steve. So <laughs> that was too long. Right, Twitter, right. Uh, was taken, you know, a bunch of them were taken. So when I saw the Idiot Intern wasn't taken, I was like, man, this is like the perfect name for a weird Twitter account. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. All right. Now, uh, before we hop off of here and do the MMA Fight Pits podcast, which you can check out on iTunes as well. Where can we find you, and what do you want to tell the people out there? Oh, geez. I mean, my personal ad's just my name. It's at Nathan Allbach, you know, no underscores or anything. And I, I haven't really ever been much of a Twitter user, at least, you know, as far as getting involved in communities up until this whole Stakem thing happened. Right. So now I'm trying to get more active and uh, build some more relationships on it. But... No, I mean, just follow Stake. I'm on Twitter. It's it's a fun time. I promise that I'll get back to you. And 
make memes for you and just get weird. So that's, <laughs> I, I guess that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get weird. Oh, yes. And steak and bless. Steak and bless. All right. Hang on the line there, Nate. And uh, thank you all for listening to Aaron Says What podcast. And until next time, speaking for Nathan over at Steakum, Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan. Plan 30 days for free using promo code ASW.